0: Josh Pollard I'm Joe Dastasio and this is Story players the podcast that analyzes story driven video games today we are discussing
1: a way out the co-op prison escape game developed by Light Studios
0: released on PlayStation 4 Xbox one and PC in March of 2018 So Joe let's start with a spoiler free introduction to the game for anybody who hasn't played it yet and wants to know what it's about before they drop 30 bucks to play this so what is a way out all about
1: well it's it's a story game right and it's about two characters leo and vincent who are both in prison for different reasons and they both want to escape and they have their own reasons for it but they seem to have the shared connection of why they're in prison or why they want to escape and so they decide to help each other to try to get out
0: okay so it's two characters how does this game work well, the most important thing you need to know about this game is that
1: this is two-player co-op only. There's, there's no single-player mode in this game. Now, you can play it locally, like on the couch, or you can go online, but in either case, it's going to be split-screen. So, like, you're not going to have, like, one person has one viewpoint and the other person can't see them. It's really important that both players can see what the other person's doing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, which was kind of neat. Like, I can't think of another game that's ever done that before.
2: I felt like it
1: played like an evolved Telltale game. It's it's strongly story based. It's very cinematic, mm-hmm. and especially in the beginning, there's a lot of like button prompts, you know, like quick time event sort of things. Right. It's not like you're given a fixed set of controls throughout the game. There's so much variety in the gameplay, and just scene to scene, you might have completely different controls. So it is more of that adventure. Not not like point and click, but it is
0: sort of that adventure game in the style of, of Telltale. Now you just said that from scene to scene, the controls may change completely. Some people might find that in, intimidating. Like, uh, well, I have a hard time figuring out controls. Am I going to have a hard time with this if the controls change all the time? I mean, they 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 lay it out. You
1: know, they if the button prompts appear on screen. So as long as you're familiar with the controller, you should be okay, right? There weren't. I don't remember any any points of the game where I didn't know what to do or yeah what buttons to press yeah
0: because it always tells you what button to push like sometimes it's x sometimes it's a and sometimes it's right trigger and that's pretty much it there's
1: some conversation choices so but unlike telltale games where you usually have four choices uh there's usually only two Mm -hmm. and there are a few places where it gives you like a branching opportunity you can choose to take this approach or a different approach And the gameplay is going to be different depending on which one you choose. So there's a a few junction points like that.
0: Okay. Another thing that was unique about this game is that it's co-op only and Mm -hmm. it's a $30 game. Mm -hmm. But they did something really unique with how you can purchase this game, sort of.
1: Right. So because it's required to have two people,
0: that means you have
1: to have two people buy a copy of the game. And I'm sure they figured that would, you know, you've already got a game that can't be played alone so it might affect sales right Mm -hmm. so they want to reduce the friction as much as possible so what you can do if you don't have someone to actually play with you you know in person side by side like we did on the couch what you can do is you can play online with somebody and they don't have to buy the cop a copy of the game they can use your copy and the way that this works now we didn't do this no because i don't i don't know the the exact details but i did look it up and this is how it's supposed to work is that on any of the store platforms, uh, on the Xbox store, the PlayStation store, um, for PC, the game is only on Origin. It's not on Steam mm-hmm. um, or anywhere else. But I guess what you can do is you can go to the the listing page for the game, and in addition to the the buy now button, there should also be like a, a the get a full game trial. I think it's called trial or maybe demo. Mm-hmm. And the the person who has not bought the game just downloads that, and it's the full game download. But if they try to play it, it won't work. What you have to do is the person who bought the game has to invite them. Like from within the game, mm-hmm. you invite the other person. It'll boot up the game and then connect that way. And then the person who didn't buy the game can do the full playthrough with you.
0: That's really cool. That is really cool. Okay, so how how much did you like it? Is this a game that you would recommend? Absolutely. I love
1: this. This was I, This was a blast to play. I completely agree. I, I absolutely so recommend fun. this as, as a co-op. I would, I would say it's probably doable online, but if you can, play this in person. I feel like there's a mm-hmm. few places where timing is going to be important, and I'm not sure how that's going to work online with any sort of lag in the voice communications.
0: Oh, there are right. times
1: where you have to synchronize your actions, and I'm not sure how that would work.
0: Right, because we were able to just say, three, two, one, exactly. go. yeah. Right? <laughs> is there anything else you think that people should know before getting this game. And I reference this because like when we talked about Hellblade, it was really important that people played with headphones on. Mm -hmm. Is there anything like that that sticks out for you that people really need to know before jumping into A Way Out?
1: No, I mean, I guess just know what you're getting into in in terms of this is not like a straight action game. You're not going to be doing like a constant like just pushing a punch button over and over again or, or fighting enemies and stuff like that. There's a lot of adventure type Gameplay here. So aside from that, uh, if you're if you're interested in that sort of thing and you have someone to play with, presumably someone you know, um, there's no matchmaking in the game, so you can't just hook up with strangers online. So if you've got someone that you know to play with, totally check this game out.
0: Another thing we like to tell people before they get into any new game is what to expect in terms of game length. How long are they going to spend playing this game?
1: Well, for us. We did a full playthrough in, what, just over six
0: hours? Yeah, it was about six hours. And, and that was with a couple of short breaks to yep. eat and stuff like that. Because <laughs> six hours is a long play <laughs> session for anything. Yeah,
1: we played all in one day. Yep. Because we actually did a we did something different for this game. We did a live stream. Uh, the game came out a few days ago. And early in the morning, we started it up and started playing. Started streaming live on Mixer and just played through until we beat it.
0: It was so much
1: fun. And that to was play. cool. That we had a lot of we uh quite a few people watch and, and participate, ask some questions and and even help us out in a few places. Right.
0: Yeah. So I think ideally the optimal way to play this game is with another person on the same couch, playing it all the way through. If you can't put that much time aside, because <laughs> that a is a lot kind of unrealistic for a lot of people, I think that'd be fine. But still playing it on the same couch, I think. Because it's also kind of an unusual thing nowadays. Mm, You you and I play games together all the time, Mm -hmm. but we're usually at our own houses playing on Xbox Live. So so to get together in the same room, it's fun. So this is your spoiler warning for the rest of the episode. If you're listening past this point, we're assuming that you've either played through the game, that's the ideal situation, (laughs) or... You're not planning to and don't care that we're going to wreck the entire thing for you. So go and play the game and then come back and listen to the rest of this episode. Joe, it's story game where the story players, a big part of any story though is characters. I want to start with characters. We've got two main characters here and at the very, very beginning, you're forced to choose who you want to play as and you're not really given that much information to guide your decision,
1: no, you, you have you have Leo and Vincent, and all you know at this point is that you're going to be escaping prison together, but they do provide some biographical information before you start the game. It shows both characters in BIOS and lets you choose which character you want to play as. For example, Leo, he's the younger of the two, he's age 36, but apparently he's in, he's in jail for armed robbery, assault, grand theft. he's been uh, in prison for six months. Already, uh, out of an eight-year sentence, and it says he's he's confident, he's short-tempered, maybe a little bit of a joker, and they give a little bit of background information about him: the fact that he was brought up up in an orphanage, that he turned to crime early in life, and that the reason that he's in jail is he something things went wrong when he was stealing a famous diamond, and his motivation at this point is that he's got to set things right for his son and his wife and himself. That's not much to go on,
0: but it's not a it's a little bit. For Vincent, the other character, we find out he's 43 years old, he's being sent to prison for fraud, embezzlement, and murder, and he's about to serve a 14-year sentence. His personality is listed as rational, disciplined, and reserved. And for his background, uh, we find out he's got a college degree in finance, he married his high school sweetheart. (laughs) he settled on a job in banking and then got drawn into the world of organized crime by the promises of easy money. Mm -hmm. So that's how he ended up in the slammer. Right. So, and then we were sitting there like, okay, well,
1: who's going to play who? And I'm not really quite sure how we came to our decisions here, but I ended up playing as Leo and and you played as Vincent. Mm -hmm. I mean, did you have a, uh, like, in an inkling before we started who you were wanted to play as did you did you end up choosing the person that you wanted to play as so like you know what, what were you thinking when we saw that screen
0: based off you know I did watch the trailers and stuff uh and and watched just a little bit of coverage of of this game before we played it and based off of that and then confirmed by the character bios I did really want to play as Vincent okay i i like playing the more you know, the the more reasonable, level-headed, <laughs> logical kind of guy who's not just going to fly off at the handle. So, yeah, I, I was really glad to get to play as Vincent.
1: I liked the idea of Leo being uh, a a joker. It said joker, mm-hmm. and I was actually kind of disappointed that I didn't actually see a whole lot of joking around from him in the game, but I liked the idea of someone who's a little bit less predictable, and uh, it, it said he had a short temper, he's a loose cannon
2: mm-hmm um,
1: uh, but also being kind of funny i'm like i, I you know I, I like some humor in my stories and right. so i I was excited to play as him,
0: yeah, so as we're gonna get into the story and and how all of this works there and we mentioned earlier that there are numerous points within the game where you have to choose how you want to handle a specific situation, and those choices always come down to do you want to do them Vincent's way, <laughs> or do you want to do things leo's way and I went back and watched some YouTube videos to find out how things worked out differently if we had chosen different options from what we did. And a couple of the situations where we went with Vincent's mm-hmm. way, Leo's options were kind of funny. Oh, yeah. So, so there were Dang more it. humor moments that we missed by picking Vincent's calm, <laughs> rational. Although th- there was one like it, the hospital one when you're in the elevator. Uh huh. Both of them, I thought, were pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. So. That worked out okay.
1: So, from a story perspective, though, like, what did you think about these characters by the time we finished the game? You know, we, I felt like they weren't shallow characters. Like, I feel like we had a lot of backstory. Mm -hmm. I feel like their characters were developed. I'm not sure if they had any sort of arcs where, you know, we saw them have a change over the story uh, or over the period of the story. But, you know, like, what did you think about them?
0: I really liked both of them. I found both of them sympathetic characters. You you could maybe make the argument that you saw a little bit of change in Vincent as the game went on. Maybe. How so? Well, I think really only from the perspective of him dealing with his crumbling marriage, because he he did make some, some efforts to try and change some things. And we didn't necessarily see that in the ending. The ending yeah, that we that's had. a little bit of a spoiler, but... We'll get into that later.
1: We're in the spoiler section. We are in the spoiler section. You can section. talk about spoilers all you want. <laughs> yeah, with Vincent, I I found him less sympathetic because... Really? I didn't understand, I didn't understand, by the time we got to the end of the story, and we are kind of given the explanation of what's actually happened, that he's actually a cop, and I I don't understand, I understand that, okay, his, he, he saw his brother die, right, in the line of duty here, but to go from that to... The only plan that we have is to somehow go to jail and abandon basically his wife, and unborn child for a, an unknown period of time, putting your own life at risk. Right. And like, it, it feels like, yeah, he's, he's got this marriage that's falling apart, but I'm looking at it like, dude, that's your own fault. <laughs> right. And like anybody could have seen that coming mm-hmm. and there are, probably were other ways of dealing with this, you know, grief, guilt, whatever of this death this seems like not the best way to handle it. And so I, that's why I found him just less sympathetic.
0: Well, and I think that, that part of that is that, and maybe why I still find him quite sympathetic is that a lot of those weird decisions that don't make a lot of sense aren't actually his to make. Like, I don't think it was his decision to, well, let's put me in prison and have me try to, I'm not even sure exactly (laughs) what the goal was. (laughs) Because they're trying to get Leo, are they? For well, it seems that way. What do you and, mean? He's already in jail. What is that? to get? But exactly, he's already in jail, but he's only in jail for an 8-year term. Maybe mm-hmm. they want him to be in jail for a longer term for other crimes. I mean, they they want him, yeah, because they they want to put him away for the murder of an FBI agent. And that would probably have a death sentence attached to it.
1: See, I saw the... So the connection between the two of them is is this hatred of our villain, mm-hmm. Harvey. Right. So I feel like, okay, the, the motivation I get from Vincent is that he, he just wants revenge. Of Harvey killing his brother, he wants to find Harvey and kill him. Mm-hmm. Or bring him to justice. Or something. And so... And, and and you see that in the, um, there's a, there's a cut scene of an interrogation. Like after, after Gary, the brother dies and Leo's just left on the ground, the police come take him into custody. They start interrogating him and he's just sitting there like, I'm not saying anything. Right. right. Like they're, they're trying to get from him. Who, who, who's the accomplice? Yeah. This Harvey guy, where is he? How do we find him? And, and how not, do
0: we know for sure who killed Gary?
1: I don't know if there were, if there was video, if there was a video feed during that attempted transaction but I think they just want Harvey right and so the going to prison to help Leo break out is that they know that Leo also feels betrayed at you know I assume that they know this at this point that he's also feeling betrayed and that he's also going to want to find Harvey Mm -hmm. and so by working together they'll be able to track him down that's like that's Vincent's motivation yeah I feel like I don't know if that's the best way to do it Right, exactly. Because so much can go wrong with this plan. <laughs> right,
0: yeah. If the plan actually was for them to try to break out of prison, that's, that's a pretty terrible plan. There's got to be some other way of getting him out of there and getting him to right. help. Like,
1: is, is this just the way that they're trying to get his trust, to get full trust in Vincent? Because if they just got him out for some other reason, like, hey, we're the police and we'll, we're going to make a deal where we can shorten your sentence if you help mm-hmm. us out you know he maybe he wouldn't trust them or wouldn't be able to help them right and this is the only way that they can get it to work maybe yeah
0: so i mean the the premise of the story is a little loose Mm -hmm. but it's still a fun story like this it it feels like a good run-of-the-mill action movie absolutely absolutely feels like playing through bad boys or or fast maybe not fast and furious but (laughs) you know yeah not quite as mindless as fast and the furious but yeah, just any random action movie from the summer, yeah, and
1: and that's kind of how I felt about the story overall. Is you know the story's fine; it's it's more than acceptable. I thought. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's like okay, this is just sort of a nice summer blockbuster kind of mm. story where it maybe not it may not stand up to a lot of scrutiny, but it's not completely full of holes that you just you just can't understand or right believe that any of this is even possible. So. Yeah. I thought it was just fine that way,
0: yeah, I, I completely agree
1: what about what about Leo? do you have any other do you have any thoughts about Leo, his motivation, his character? I feel like I didn't have much to say about him than Vincent. You know me, I'm big on trust and people lying to me. I totally sympathize with Leo at the end when they come back from Mexico, he gets off the plane. all the police are there and you and I are both thinking, ah, it was that pilot. It was that Emily, yeah. Emily, the pilot that turned us in. Right. Cause Vincent's got his hands up. Like he's also like, don't shoot.
0: Well, and every scene with Emily, you could see that there was something weird between her and Vincent. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I thought for sure, Emily sold us out. Right. For
1: sure. Right. Cause you, I think you even mentioned when we played that, is this like a previous relationship kind of thing? Mm hmm. But then all of a sudden, the police come up and hand Vincent a gun and say, good job. Right. And then it's just like,
2: what?
1: (laughs)
0: Now, wait a minute. Mind blown on that one.
1: And it's at that point, Leo's like, I trusted you. You betrayed me. Right. And he just goes loose cannon, just goes like total rage mode. And so, you know, I kind of understood that. Mm -hmm. He's just trying to make sure his family is safe and... I'm trying to think of like his original motivation for leaving, for trying to break out of prison. He's partway through an 8-year sentence. Is there some sort of like immediate need for him to get out?
0: Well, he's concerned that Harvey is going to do something to his family.
1: Okay. So so yeah, that explains that. So he gets he gets this opportunity with Vincent to get out and they obviously hunt down Harvey. And then once he thinks everything's good to go, he realizes he's going to be taken back to jail. So now he's unknowingly helped out the police mm-hmm. you would think that like maybe that would i don't know
0: change his sentence or do something but it well and vincent even tried to use that when they're in the car or or as they're trying to get to the car to to try to tell leo listen you can still turn yourself in we can get you a reduced sentence and none of that mattered i mean because would you believe him like
1: if you're leo and at that point would you believe anything that vincent is saying
0: Pro- probably he's just not. gonna be
1: like listen I, I, he's gonna do whatever he can to get the gun away from him. To get the gun away from Leo, and to get him turned in. But now, I granted, I was playing as Leo, and so my thought was, if I turn myself in, I'm going away for decades, and oh, for sure, and I'm never going to see my family again, right? Right. And so maybe, maybe they're safe now, but I really, I already saw them recently. I said I'd be back. I need to be with them. So yeah. So we got these two men, their relationship with their wives, and they both have kids now. And the relationship with their kids, anything interesting there? Leo's wife is Linda, and Mm -hmm. apparently they both grew up in an orphanage together, and they both are criminals. It's cool if you can, you know, share a hobby with your spouse.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or profession. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I don't know if you want to work with your spouse all day, but they have a kid, Alex, Mm -hmm. a little little boy.
0: And and you see way more of that relationship than you do Vincent and Carol's relationship, but Leo's relationship is going a lot better than Vincent's, and I think the one of the main reasons you didn't see more with Vincent's is you know once you figure out oh he's an undercover cop yeah they're not gonna put his family on the line like you know thinking back on that now that whole hospital sequence that was an incredibly risky choice yeah for Vincent to make wait why well because he's Putting his wife and newborn child, a child that he and his wife have struggled for years to even have, mm-hmm. and he's he's putting them face-to-face with a criminal, a potential murderer, while they're both being hunted down by the police. And then, of course, the police do show up because, of course, they would. Mm-hmm. Well... You know, actually, thinking back on this now, Uh when we were playing this scene, Uh we were like, this is a terrible idea. Vincent's name is in all of the papers as this is an escaped convict. Mm -hmm. If his wife went into labor, they would put armed guards on her. But Vincent's wife isn't a real person. She's not a real person. No. Well, like... Vincent probably isn't even his actual name, right? Because like undercover cops don't use their real names, right? He would use a fake name, okay?
1: Because that would actually explain some things. Because I was yeah. really confused with the hospital scene after we learned, you know, at the ending mm-hmm. uh, of him being an undercover cop. Because he, so he learns about uh, his wife being in labor and being at the hospital because they stop at a payphone. Right, and he he's he's talking presumably with Emily about securing a flight, right, or just someone at the at the police, mm-hmm. right? FBI, and, by the way,
0: is it FBI? It's FBI. Thank you. I'll tell you later how I know that.
1: Okay, <laughs> so somebody at the FBI about how he needs to get a flight to Mexico, and and somebody informs him uh, of his wife's status, her status, like her Facebook status. Yeah, her Facebook, her relationship it's status. It's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> when he goes there. the hospital he asks for her by name last name Mm -hmm. if he's a cop why don't the cops why do they keep chasing him down like there was the whole scene of like trying to escape from the hospital Mm -hmm. and i remember specifically you were like trying to hide in the lobby area the waiting area the cops coming in you were just by yourself leo wasn't there and so if everybody knows that you're actually a cop then it's not why would they make such a big deal? Like, you, if you got caught, so what? You're a cop. That shouldn't be the end of, you know, the game or whatever. That shouldn't be a game over. Unless the local police don't know about this.
0: Well, and I don't think the local police know. And I mean, based using... on all of the other action movies that I've watched, where it's <laughs> FBI agents who are undercover, which is what Vincent is. He's FBI. Okay. Then every single local law enforcement person probably doesn't know that. They haven't been informed. They haven't been briefed about that this is
1: actually a big elaborate plan. For all they know, these are are just two escaped convicts.
0: Like, you couldn't possibly tell every officer that, because Mm -hmm. that would be too risky. That's true. The police chief probably knows. Mm -hmm.
1: So, yeah, in terms of story arc, or character arc with Vincent, yeah, it's, I think we get that clearly at the end. Well, in in the ending that we got, where Leo survives, Vincent dies, Leo has convinced Vincent that he should write a letter. Mm -hmm. This is the way that he can try to, you know save his relationship write a letter it helped with him at some point in the past (laughs) right i don't know you know i think it's decent advice sure so vincent writes this letter and and uh, when he's dying he hands it to to leo to give to carol my dearest carol and then in the ending we we get the voiceover of him reading the letter or writing the letter Mm -hmm. and you know he's it's an apology it's you know asking for forgiveness i know that I haven't been there, and you know, if you give me this chance, and I can be the the husband that you remember, and the best father, and I want—I don't want to miss any moments, yada yada yada. And clearly, that was a change from the beginning of the mm-hmm. story. So, aside from those two characters, we also have our villain, previously mentioned Harvey. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this guy?
0: Is he—he's like a stereotypical villain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's not a whole lot of reasons to like this guy oh no he's not he's not likable
1: in any <laughs> no. way to be sure uh i mean he just seems to be greedy right and opportunistic he when he has the chance to completely screw over leo during this, this diamond heist of selling the diamond he just takes all the money and takes the diamond for himself
0: yeah which is ridiculous like this is not an easy diamond to sell just sell it and take the money and be on your way sure
1: <laughs> it ends up being it was a <laughs> trap anyway <laughs> right but I, I think back to the to the scene where he learns that Leo's escaped the jail. He's having some sort of negotiation with some a couple of Middle Eastern
0: guys. Arabs? We don't I, know I don't where know what the word from. I'm
1: supposed to use is here. But yeah,
0: they, they do look like they're probably from Saudi Arabia. Uh-huh. And you could easily understand Saudi Arabian princes having enough money to buy a diamond like this. Sure. So they're having some sort of negotiation and he's not budging.
1: They're not budging, and he's like, "Okay, well, it's no deal." And then promptly shoots them both in the head. Mm-hmm. And I think that really tells you everything you need to know about, <laughs> yeah, pretty him, much his character there.
0: Yeah, shooting Saudi princes, shooting FBI agents. Yeah, he's he's all about killing anybody.
1: Still, though, we had a nice, I think, satisfying ending with him, where. I mean, it was flat out action movie
0: where <laughs> right. he's
1: standing over the, like, near the railing, just clutching on. He's already been shot. And we both from two different angles just keep shooting him over and over and <laughs> over again until he staggers backward over the railing and then falls into the pool. Of course, he has to fall into the pool. <laughs> How about Jasmine? Do you remember Jasmine? She's the uh, woman who they- She's the arms dealer. Purchase
0: weapons from. Yeah. yeah. She was cool. I liked her. Yeah, until
1: she, immediately after we left, went back to a phone.
0: Yeah, until she sells us out. Right? And, and,
1: and called Harvey up and was like, hey,
0: by the way. Just want to let you know. He's coming for you. Got two dudes coming coming at you with, uh, oh, by the way, with, with guns that I sold them.
1: I had a thought earlier about the women who are all the women characters in the game and mm-hmm. how I'm trying to find like a positive. Like, because we had we had Jasmine who turned us in. Right She was kind of a hard ass while we were there talking with her. Mm-hmm. turned us in. we get back from the plane, ride <laughs> the little trip we took to Mexico, and it looks like Emily is the one who turned us in. Vincent's wife is real, you know distant, understandably so, yeah, but we don't see we don't see her being happy or positive in any way, and it seems like the only female character here that I don't know is like trustworthy and like a rock is is Leo's wife. Who is just totally there for him, completely defends him when they when uh, Leo and Vincent try to find them in their new in their new home. The police come up asking for Leo if if she's seen them or seen him or not, and no problem, just kicking them. I haven't seen mm. him, yada yada yada. And so, like, she seems to be a reliable person, right, from Leo's point of view.
0: Yeah, I mean, other than the backstabbing, Jasmine was a pretty cool character. Like, she's. She's a sound businesswoman. Yeah. Now it's illegal business, obviously. But she's good at her job. I liked her. I liked her a lot and until she called Harvey. <laughs> I feel like we didn't get much of Emily, though. I feel like we didn't, no.
1: like, find out much, too much about her. She was just there to, to be the pilot. Mm-hmm. It seemed like there was more there, but once we realized they are actually just coworkers. Right?
0: Right. Yeah, that's, that's all there actually was there.
1: Well, those, those are all the major characters. I don't, I can't think of any other. So going back to story, the twist, the twist of learning that Vincent is an undercover cop. Did you see it coming?
0: I totally didn't see it coming. Back.
1: In in retrospect, do you think that you should have? Like, do you feel like there were enough hints throughout that it was like,
0: oh, of course. You know, even going back, I still don't think there were a lot of hints. I, you know, we, we did see that there was something weird with Emily mm-hmm. and that's one of your only hints, I guess. But I mean, maybe, maybe from the perspective of I've seen so many action movies like this Mm -hmm. that I maybe, I mean, I don't want to say I totally should have seen that one coming. Maybe if we had been playing it slower, you know, taking a break in between, then maybe that thought would have trickled into my head. But playing in in one big sitting like this. And and even when we stopped for lunch in the middle of the game, we didn't really talk about theories and i didn't and want to on there, i didn't so. want to talk
1: about the game i wanted to save it for this for this right. show here
0: right so i i didn't see it coming what about you yeah i kind of felt the same way
1: that i, I was just so focused on what was going on in the actual playing the game uh i wasn't thinking too much about the story and mm-hmm. i mean you, you can kind of go back and and see why well, i said it right i said it when we played that things that vincent had said were true from a certain point of view right he he talked about um harvey killing his brother i think at some points but you don't realize it's all happening at the same as the same event that leo was participating in you, right. you think they're two separate events that harvey's a uh a, he's a he's a bad dude he's a bad guy and that it wouldn't be surprising if he killed somebody else for whatever reason
0: right we've already seen cutscenes of him killing three people yeah so yeah i i didn't expect it but maybe the fact that we didn't see a separate cutscene. Of Harvey killing Vincent's brother? That's a little bit of a hint. Yeah. Yeah, but it
1: just... Yeah, it, it, I don't think there was a lot of foreshadowing there. I think it's... If you go back and rewatch those parts, then, okay, it, there's no contradictions necessarily. It all mm-hmm. fits. But I right. don't think that they were deliberately like leaving any hints in there. And, and there's
0: the hospital thing. Like, why why his wife is not... Doesn't have guards posted outside her hospital room. It was interesting
1: when that happened because when the twist happened because we were both sitting on the couch and i i i, I really like this game i really like the story here because this whole time we've been working together this is a pve experience this is a player versus environment kind of right kind of uh
0: game here even once we got guns if we pointed them at each other it put red x's yeah it wouldn't let you, wouldn't let you shoot. shoot each other and that's common with a lot of modern games but the moment
1: i found out that you like we were at, at odds i almost wanted to start moving away from you on the couch i was i but i was already as far as i could go but i just kind of felt myself kind of like moving further away like i didn't i couldn't trust you anymore like you weren't my buddy and it just it's it was brilliant that they they for so many hours straight were working together and then we're enemies and it becomes a PvP game, right? It, and I joked, like, "What is this going to become a death match?" It did. It, did. it literally <laughs> right. did. When all of a sudden we had health bars and we both had guns, and I'm like, "We're going to have to shoot each other, yeah. and one of us is going to win the game." After spending
0: five and a half hours working together, now we're shooting. Yeah, is each
1: this other. like Hunger Games where you team up with somebody <laughs> right. until the very end, and then you got to turn on each other? That's what that's what it felt like, and it was it was awesome. It I was. Loved.
0: It was. It was great. Although, I knew that once it turned PvP, I had no chance. <laughs> well, and, and for, for anyone who's worried that the playing a way out has has deeply shattered the friendship between Joe and I, have no fear, we're, we've scheduled counseling sessions, we're going to work through our trust issues, everything will be fine, I'm sure, eventually. So, I I don't know, I haven't looked up any
1: alternate endings or anything like that. From what we played, we got into the deathmatch portion.
0: Mm-hmm. I took you down. You did. You, as Leo, took me as Vincent down.
1: Yeah. And it, it looked like, even right up to the end, that there was always a chance for you to come back. Mm-hmm. I'm punching you, you're kicking me, and then there's still the, the run to the gun on the edge of the roof Yeah, that it looked like, if I was really slacking mm-hmm. with my button presses... Thank you, Mega Man, for the training <laughs> of rapidly hitting. Anyway, so if I had neglected my training, and it seemed like you were gonna, you were gonna be able to grab that gun.
0: Yes, and it turns out that if you had neglected it, that it, I could have,
1: even though I had beat, beat you in the previous yes um, encounters. Yes. It's still possible for you to yep. do that. So that's that's cool. I mean, it doesn't because then it doesn't seem like you're just. Why should I even bother playing? Mm-hmm. i've already been beat while i continue going through these motions right um so that's cool um but yeah so then i ended up shooting you so i grabbed the gun and it has this nice cool slow motion bring the gun up hold down left trigger to do the aiming and then i still had to push the button to shoot mm-hmm. you and i don't know if i could You're down right you have to push the button to <laughs> shoot me you should i don't know if uh if i'm able to move
0: It didn't seem like the
1: aim, or if it's locked right there, and my choice is I just have to push the button at some point to shoot you in the chest. But that's what we do, and that ends our little confrontation. So, like, what can you tell me about the different
0: endings? So, it is the same sort of sequence, uh, and the reason that I know that you could just slack on your your button mashing is I went and you know did a YouTube search for. The other endings. And that is exactly what this person who made this video did. Gotcha. Their first playthrough was just like ours. The second one, uh, Vincent had less health at the very end, but the other guy just didn't push his buttons. And so Vincent gets to the gun. You get the aim and shoot. And he shoots Leo, Mm -hmm. walks over to Leo And, you know, Leo doesn't have a note to hand off or anything like that. So they, you know, Vincent reaches out, you know, to do sort of the like, I'm going to help you out kind of handshake sort of thing. And then Leo dies. There's there's no more talking between the two after Vincent shoots him. That's just it. Then, you know, instead of having Vincent's funeral and, and taking the note to Carol and stuff like that. First, Vincent goes to Linda's trailer okay. to talk to her, mm-hmm. and you don't hear much of the words. Like He walks in and, and says, I need to talk to you, and she sends Alex out to play, and then the camera goes out and kind of circles around the trailer, and the music picks up, and you don't hear any of the talking, but you see her like not really knowing how to respond, and she's pushing out him a little bit, and then just kind of pushes him out the door. And then just breaks down. After that, Vincent goes home to Carol, goes up that, that same front porch mm-hmm. that, that Leo did, pulls out a a piece of paper, and, you know, I'm writing down notes so that I can tell you this, and I write, Vincent gives letter to Carol. And then I had to backspace, because that isn't what he gave her. No? Nope. What? He said, here's my resignation from the Bureau. Mm, oh, the Bureau. Yes. That's how I know he was FBI and he begs her for another chance and she seems kind of hesitant. He starts to walk away and she essentially says that she's like, you're left with the impression that she's going to give him another chance, Okay, but she's still not happy. And then the final scene is Leo's wife, Linda, kneeling at Leo's grave, bawling her eyes out and Alex eventually coming up and giving her a hug. And through this, I got to find out that our game takes place in 1972. Okay. Yeah, I wondered about
1: that. I thought I had heard (laughs) about it being more of a period piece, and you had mentioned something at the beginning, and I couldn't quite remember what year it was. But it didn't seem like... I don't think they ever told us. No. I mean, it definitely looked like 70s. It didn't, right, because we didn't have a lot of modern technology, right? Right. In terms of cell phones, Mm -hmm. cars, and that sort of thing. Right. Not to say that there weren't cars in the 70s, but they looked
0: different. Yeah, in the they 70s. looked like 70s kind of cars. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah. From he he was born in 1936 and died in 1972. Hmm, okay, and then that's it. So are those the only two endings? Possible
1: endings? Then are, yeah. there, is there anything else that you can do? There's during a third the third ending? ending
0: where Emily kills everybody. So <laughs> no. <that's, laughs> No, but, uh, according to the one YouTube video that I watched, those are the only two. There's reasons. no other way to influence it. Okay.
1: There's no way to make it so that both live. Because you, no. you had uh, theorized that maybe Vincent wouldn't shoot Leo and that he would arrest him. Right. But
0: that's not possible. No, apparently that's not. Which I, I'm a little disappointed about. In fact, you know, I, I came home and, and told Jen, my wife, the, the whole story of this game and stuff. And, and the ending that we got. And she's like, wow, you got, you got a terrible ending and it was good for me. and I had a great ending. <laughs> right. And and I said, "Well, I I assume that the other ending is that uh that Vincent doesn't kill Leo and that she just put him in jail." And she's like, "Oh yeah, that that'd be a better ending." And then I watched <laughs> the video today and I'm like, "Yeah, that's uh, that's not how it goes." <laughs> uh, you end up killing Leo. What? Yeah. You kill him. It, it seems like you have a choice there. It seems like Vincent didn't have to kill him.
1: Uh, you know, he just feared for his life. What would he do? You I mean, if you don't... If you don't... You've
0: got the gun. There's only one gun.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's still coming at you. And you're on the edge of a roof. So, like, you've got to stop him somehow. You could shoot him in the leg. Yeah. Shoot him in the shoulder. I, that's probably harder than it sounds. Oh, I'm sure it's way <laughs> harder. <laughs> okay, so...
0: And it's not like Leo's in any shape to be rushing you on the edge of a roof. Because they both just got the crap kicked out of him. So... In terms of endings, that's the only part that I was a little disappointed by. I do, I do kind of wish that, like, I, I can't say that, that would be a happy ending, but it's a happier ending. At least no one dies mm. in that scenario. At least neither of these two guys die. So I do wish that's how it would have played out if, if Vincent gets to the gun first. Still really like this game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, so with branching pass there are certain parts of the game where we mentioned previously that you can take two different approaches and it was quite literally a different path Mm -hmm. the first time we saw this where we're trying to cross this bridge it's after we escaped prison um we're running from the cops and we need to get across this water and there's a bridge that we can cross leo keeps telling us that he's afraid of heights (laughs) and he does not want to take vincent's approach which is to go under the bridge Mm -hmm. Uh, cause there's like scaffolding and stuff underneath there that you can go across. That would be kind of scary. You know, I'm afraid of heights as well. And so there's another reason that I connect with, <laughs> with, with my character, Leo. So Leo says, we're going to go across. And I don't know if it's like, take out some guys, steal a car, go across. Yeah, they're
0: going to take one of the cop cars. Yeah.
1: So it's, I like this idea because it encourages replay, right? Mm-hmm. You might want to play again, or at least go back to those particular chapters and try it a different way and see how right. it would work. Um, but we obviously haven't done that, but you said that you did you did do some research on yeah on uh these alternatives. is there anything cool anything that stands out
0: uh, the one that I was most interested in was if you chose to land and then trek through the jungle as opposed to parachuting into the mm, jungle okay and that didn't end up being all that interesting like it's basically cutscene to like you know just a transition to them being in the jungle and now you have machetes and it's right trigger to Mm. swing your machete (laughs) to cut down some vines. And there's a little bit of dialogue, but I think it's the same dialogue that we got after we parachuted down. Mm, Okay. Effectively the same dialogue. And then you end up at the same spot. So the, the landing, like it wasn't nearly as as funny and crazy (laughs) as the parachute sequence was. (laughs) The rest of them...
1: You said that there was maybe some more humor in some of the other ones? Like, what kind of humor is it?
0: Well, sure. So, like, in, in the elevator, like, you're probably wondering, you know, what, what's Leo's approach? Yeah, he said something to, about, like, knocking him guy. out to... And, yeah, the, he, he gets the security guard to turn around, and then he just punches him in the <laughs> face and knocks him out. And I, I don't remember, you know, he... I don't remember the exact one-liner, but then he, of course, delivers some one-liner, and they walk <laughs> off the elevator. <laughs>
1: I don't know if I would do a full playthrough again to do those. But yeah, I, I could see replaying those chapters. Yeah,
0: probably not a full playthrough. I'm not sure that they're different enough to warrant a complete playthrough again. But if you were going to play through it again, then do them differently. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, dealing with the farmhouse, it's it's definitely different. Like,
1: Oh, the, the choice of uh, how to deal with the couple? Yeah. Like either release the horses to distract them mm-hmm. and get them away from the house or to just take them on yourself? Right.
0: Yeah, so that, that definitely plays out differently. It, it's not funny. Mm-hmm. There's no humor.
1: It seems like this actually would work pretty well for a replay because you'd play the other character, right? So you get your two characters, mm-hmm. and if you wanted to play again, play as the other character and then make the opposite choices Yep, that you had done, and that way you could see everything. Mm-hmm. Six hours, yeah, it could be fun. Yeah.
0: What are you doing Friday? <laughs> <laughs> not playing the <my> way out. <laughs>
1: We were just having so much fun with that stream. Every time, like, anything about out or away or anything, we just kept saying, away, out. It, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> game length.
0: Yeah, so this game took us about six hours. We we saw some estimates that said it could go seven or eight hours. Based on what I've seen of alternate choices, some of them can take longer than others, sh- for sure. Like, the, the first one where you're talking about how to get across the bridge, the way that we did it took longer. Hmm, okay a couple of minutes longer. Yeah. Not, not radically different. Uh, at the farmhouse, we let out the horses that took a little while. The other way didn't take quite as long, but none of them are, none of them were drastically different. So I think you would have just really needed to be really poking along for it to stretch out to eight plus hours. Well, I could see, you know, some of the, some of the stealth
1: sections, if you keep failing at them or any of the, like the shooting sections toward the end if you kept dying i could see that you know taking longer but then also all of the just side things that you can do i mean there's certain going to the hospital we could talk to all the people in the waiting room Mm -hmm. but we only did a couple of that and just kept going right because i was trying to stay in character like
0: dude if i'm just had my first born child born i'm not messing around and talking with anybody in the waiting room i'm going to see that kid
1: but there were a couple of other activities that we did in the hospital that we Yeah, Probably wouldn't have done if
0: we stay in character. Probably not going to do the wheelchair balancing (laughs) game, but we were going to skip something like that. So some of, but some of this game didn't really seem to be all that necessary, or at least for it to be as long. Like the, the first thing that jumps to mind for me is going back to find Linda. And the only reason you go to see Linda is to find out where Ray is, because Ray will know how to find Harvey. Mm -hmm. and that was kind of a long section of the game because you get to the trailer park. There's lots of people to talk to. There's a baseball game to play. (laughs) There's, you know, there's just a fair amount of stuff going on before you even get to her, and then there's the basketball court sequence, and then some more talking to her. There's the scene where the cops show up. Like, that whole part of the game just took a while, and it seemed to take a lot longer than it really needed to
1: it felt like a it felt like a break from the main like escaping type mm-hmm. of thing, right? On the run, there was a lot of side activities to do there. So maybe from a pacing perspective, that could be that could be nice. And but obviously from a story perspective, it's it's giving you your your um your background and stuff on on Leo and giving mm-hmm. you the introduction to his family. And I think that his interacting with Alex is important for his motivation of you know. His kids a little upset that he's been lied to that about his dad being just away. I can't remember what the
0: he was in Italy with the with yeah the uncle.
1: yeah uh, that he's away on some kind of trip. I'm not sure how you can pull that off for eight years, but um, but he comes around. You know, he misses his dad and yeah, and uh, I think that this the moment would have been a lot better had I been the one to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> Alex to help him make the basket
0: on the basketball court instead of you it is now been interfering 2 days <laughs> since we've played this game and even today i was thinking about it and feeling guilty for being the one to pick like, up like it was supposed to be kid.
1: a, a, a father son bonding yep. moment have a little yep. little b-ball and yep. here's Vincent <laughs> the lying undercover cop comes in And I'm trying to play, pass the ball around. You take the ball away from us and make the shot yourself. (laughs) And then little Alex is like, help me out. I want to make the shot too. And then... Before I can even get over there.
0: Well, if you cared about your son, you would have been You've
1: picked him up. You're like trying to
0: replace me. (laughs) Like, oh, things aren't
1: going very well with my wife. Maybe I'll just take over Leo's family.
0: Uh, Leo's going to need a father in his life after I put you away for life. You mean Alex? killing my brother. Alex Alex is going to need a father in his life. (sighs) Unbelievable. (laughs) I do. I do still genuinely, which is ridiculous, (laughs) but I still genuinely feel bad. About lifting Alex up to take that shot, it's crazy.
1: We we played through in 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 one day, so it kind of felt long in the sense that man, it's been a long time since I've done that, played a game for that <laughs> right. long in a single sitting. But I don't, I didn't feel like it was like, oh my god, well, can we just get through this? I I was engaged the whole time. Yeah. So me too. You know, I, I but I don't know if I'd like it to be any longer. I feel like it was a pretty good length.
0: Yeah, I I do think it was a pretty good length yeah you know, i I could see them wanting to make it shorter because it it's hard for people to arrange time to play through a six to seven hour game with another person in one sitting. That's gonna be really hard, and it's even harder to schedule multiple three and a half hour sessions together, mm-hmm. I think so I could have seen them deciding to make this game shorter to make that aspect of it easier on people. But then I think some people would have been like, well, I'm not paying $30 for a four hour game. Mm-hmm. I appreciated
1: uh, that they would speed things up sometimes. So for example, we got a little confused where it seemed like it skipped ahead to the next day without like seeing the transition of going back to the cell. But I think it was we're like, oh, hey, we need to get some blankets or sheets. And all of a sudden we're in the laundry room mm-hmm. and we're not quite sure how we got there. Um, it was a little confusing, but I appreciated that we didn't have to go do the whole, go back to the cell, right. come back. Yeah. Crawl and,
0: back down that shaft. Yes, oh,
1: and then when we get to the shaft part, we're like, we, we do the back-to-back thing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's one place where I feel like any sort of voice chat could interfere oh, with that. <laughs> uh, trying to get the timing to be simultaneously going up. But when we get to the top and do the wrench thing, or we don't have a wrench. Realize we don't have a wrench. Mm-hmm. When we come back and do it later, we don't have to go through that sequence. Like it just right. puts us right up there. So I did appreciate that fast forward. They could have done it to extend the the, the length of the game, but you'd be re- you'd be repeating that gameplay. And that's one thing that I feel like this game does really well is that it it's constantly introducing new gameplay mechanics. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, I appreciate that. I want to talk about our favorite. Like this game had so many cool moments in it, and I want to talk about like our favorite sequences. Um, and just so like the main story, but also like our favorite, the mini games, the side activities. So go ahead. You, you start what, like what's one of your favorite things that we did?
0: There were a lot of really fun little sequences and a lot of really crazy ones, but the parachuting has (laughs) gotta be my favorite one.
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's one of my top as well. I remember when we made that decision, (laughs) It was no, there was no, really no question about it. There was no debate. No, I just wanted to, I knew that something outrageous was going to happen. And I just wanted to see us jump out of a plane, (laughs) even though as someone who is afraid of heights and can't imagine jumping out of a plane, I don't know how Leo could go through with this. Um, I needed to push him. I needed to see how he would react. (laughs) And I was pleasantly surprised when halfway through that jump, he just completely loses his parachute. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) And they end up parachuting koala style. And he's
1: just screaming like he's so upset. How did he get tricked into doing this? And oh man, that was hilarious.
0: Yeah, that, that was definitely definitely the top one.
1: I liked any of the vehicle chases. Yep. Because, you know, someone's taking the role of the driver, someone's taking the role of the shooter Um, when we're on the same vehicle. Mm-hmm. And it was cool because the first time we did it, you were driving and I was shooting. Cap cars with a shotgun or something, mm-hmm. and then at the end of the game, it's cool that they switched around right on the motorcycle, where all of a sudden I'm the one driving and you're <laughs> and you're shooting. And I'm like, see, it was not so easy. Is
0: <laughs> no, it? it was so hard.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like the uh then we got into the boat with the rowing. Mm-hmm. Okay, we weren't quite being chased then. Um, no, but
0: but that was a fun sequence
1: because it just we kept hitting rocks and it felt like i mean have you gone canoeing because it felt just like canoeing <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> where you're trying to communicate with the other person because if you're both on one side you're going to you're going to you're going to start turning the opposite direction and it's like okay well who's going to be responsible for the steering and who's going to be right. responsible for providing the power to go forward and <laughs> it really felt like i was out on a real canoe trying to well yeah trying to and, manage that
0: and you know thinking back on it like you have to imagine that at some point during the development of this game, someone was like, wait a second, this is a co-op game. I have the perfect <laughs> thing to stress people out, to really find out how well these pairs of gamers are going to work together. <laughs> there is nothing better than canoeing. We have to get a canoeing sequence in.
1: And the other vehicle chase was the at the end, when Leo is trying to get away from Vincent, mm-hmm. and he gets on a, a motor-powered boat, and mm-hmm. Vincent gets in a helicopter, and starts chasing them down, <laughs> right. and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just trying to steer the boat all over the place to get it so you can't shoot me. And uh, that was a fun chase sequence too.
0: So, what about all the mini games? Because
1: there were a bunch of them. Uh, first off, I th- these are awesome. It's it's just a way to just continue to introduce new and and just fun things to do. My problem with them is it often felt at odds with what was going on in the story. Right? In terms oh, for of sure, the game is like. We're running out of time. We've got to get on this plane to go to Mexico, or we could just sit here and play this like volleyball game on the arcade machine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Emily will wait. It's fine. So I I don't know. Or the balance in the wheelchairs in the hospital. Exactly. Right.
1: Like I don't, I don't know how they would, how they could fix that. And I'm not sure if it's something that needs fixing, but it did, it did feel at odds. And I wish that there was, maybe it's, you only have them in those, in those like the uh, going to the, to linda and alex finding their house you know maybe only doing it in those time ty- in those types of like slowed down areas of the game but i just i love them so much i think my favorite just i liked the the guitar and the piano the fact that it's basically just all of a sudden a, a mini uh rhythm game right. in the middle of this game where i'm playing like guitar hero kind of thing um, i think it was a
0: banjo wasn't
1: it yeah there was yeah it was a it was there was, was a the banjo. banjo. I thought there was a guitar too, but was I there could be wrong. Instruments?
0: I thought there were only two.
1: I could be wrong. It might just be the banjo, but there was definitely the banjo and the piano. Um, but then it gave you like as soon as you picked it up, it's like, do you want to do this on easy, medium, right. hard? And I'm like, well, I'm pretty good at rhythm games. So I'll just do hard, and I was going for a while. But
0: you know what I wish they would have done, and maybe they would have, but we didn't try it. Is what if we could have played together? Like, like two one, person on banjo, oh, one person on the banjo, one person on the piano per- yeah, playing cool. the same song together yeah. and they're just jamming in the old people's
1: house. <laughs> Again, like we just got them to leave the house <laughs> right. because their horses, if they catch up with the horses and come back, right, right. like we're we're need get, we need to get going, but no. We're going to play some instruments. We're going to do the
0: dishes. <laughs>
1: right.
0: We both did the dishes.
1: We're going to try and we're going to try on some hats. We're yep. going to like. just it doesn't it doesn't work with the pacing of the story, but it was so much fun. Connect four.
0: Connect four is a lot of fun.
1: Again, it's like, it's like let's just inject a whole board game into this thing. Like just a classic. When was that in the game? It was it was during the hospital like on the way up to the maternity ward.
0: It was, it was also in the hospital?
1: Yeah. What do you mean also?
0: Well, because we also had the, the wheelchair balance. Yes. Yeah. Those two were like right
1: after one after the other. <laughs> yeah. So, connect 4, I thought for sure you were going to beat me on that connect 4 because I'm not real good at that game.
0: And I totally should have because like three days prior, I was playing connect 4 <laughs> with my daughter.
1: <laughs> but you missed it. You weren't,
0: I don't know if you just weren't paying attention, I, but I'm I totally like, totally missed boom, it. right there. I yep. got it. I was looking to make a similar move, and just yeah, wasn't paying enough attention. I li- I like
1: how a lot of these mini games they just you, you got the it's a score like it's just you can compete against each other. Yeah, right. It just keeps track of who has the highest score. Mm-hmm. So that that's cool. Were there any others that you really liked?
0: My favorites were Connect Four and the volleyball arcade game.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it was called Grenade Brothers. Is that what it was I called? I think that's what it was called. I think it's technically a grenade that's going back and forth.
0: <laughs> that's even better.
1: Yeah, that was uh that was a good one because we just kept scoring on each other. Like it was a close game all the way through to the end. Um, so that was fun. But yeah, you also had like horseshoes, the the baseball, the darts, arm wrestling, probably my least favorite. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the arm wrestling one. We just had to I just eventually gave up because yeah. you were winning slightly and I was like, I, I don't think I've got it in me to beat you and all I'm doing is like hurting my thumb right. by, make, by drawing I, this out.
1: I just, I'm like, this is really starting to hurt. I really need to stop, but I cannot let him beat me at this, at this <laughs> thing right here. It's not a mini game, but the, the whole hospital escape sequence I thought was really well done because when, when you normally think of a split screen game you think the split screen is always... It's always fixed. It's always static, uh, where you're either going to be split horizontally, where one player gets the top half, another player gets the bottom half, or vertically, left and right. Mm -hmm. But it's always split evenly. Right. Because, you know, you want to give each person a fair amount of screen space, whatever equal amount. But this game doesn't doesn't do that. A lot of times, depending on what's going on, you might want to focus on one character over the other. And so it'll switch horizontal, vertical splits... It'll, um, it'll even start doing rather than 50 50, it'll do like a three quarters, one quarter distribution. So whoever's got, whoever's doing something more important to the story has more screen. And then there are even times where the other player completely takes over. Like mm-hmm. The one player will take over the whole screen and you don't even see the other character. And, and usually that's for cutscenes, but in the hospital sequence, it's, it's almost like a relay race or a tag team sort of thing mm-hmm. where it's two characters who are in different parts like your characters are in different parts of the building and they're both trying to escape. And so, but it's all like one continuous camera shot. Yeah. And so you'll follow one character as you're going through a hallway, whatever, trying to, trying to escape. And then after they get through their part of the sequence, then the camera will move to like another floor to where the other person is. And it kept doing that back and forth uh, until you got to the end. And if you look, at, if you were to look at that sequence on its own, you might think, well, how is this a co-op game? This is kind of silly. This is like you're taking turns. Like, mm-hmm. um, this isn't what I was thinking. But that's only one, being that it's only one part of the game, it works so well because it is, it is so different.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it, that was really cool and really well done. Really well done.
1: And an, an, one part of that was when all of a sudden, for me, for Leo it all of a sudden turned into a side-scrolling brawler. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, talk about changing up the gameplay. All of a sudden, I'm, I am just have left and right controls, and then, mm-hmm. like, cops are coming up, and I just, like, punch them and just <laughs> kick them out of the way, and then I keep going. Like, I thought Like, like I
0: was, grabbing a lamp and hitting them in the face. Yeah, the like, lamp. am I
1: playing, like, Old Ninja Turtles games or <laughs> right. Double Dragon or something? It was awesome.
0: So, before we finish up our discussion, this whole game is built very solidly around it being a two-player co-op game could it have been a single player game and would it have been better or worse if it had been
1: in terms of story i think you could have easily made it a a single player game i don't know if the story would be as engaging as in in terms of gameplay i think there are parts where it'd be kind of difficult to play by yourself you know maybe you could do it switching characters like say Mm. it's hard to think of in a modern example but in, in like the old um The Lost Vikings was a puzzle game on on Super Nintendo where it was a side-scroller where you controlled three different characters, and you would switch. Each one had different abilities, and you would switch to them um, to do their portion of the puzzle, and that was all played single-player. And actually, the developers, their previous game was Brothers Tale of Two Sons, and that's interesting because it is a single-player game in which you control two characters. Mm. And you control one character using the left stick. On the controller and the other character on the right stick in fact i think it was required that you used a controller to play that game even though you played it on even though you could play it on pc and and there were actually a lot of sections in that game just like this where you'd you'd have both characters on the screen at the same time but then there'd be be parts where you'd have to kind of like keep the one character in a in a location and focus on the other character to get them positioned separately and then they would interact with machinery or whatever to solve puzzles and um, you know, it it worked out. It like, it was really weird for your brain to kind of control two things at the same time, especially when those characters would would like overlap and like switch sides, <laughs> so that the right stick is controlling the character on the left side of the screen. Oh man! So that was a little weird. So I can see where it, it's a lot easier on the brain to to have two separate people play it. Um, so from a gameplay perspective, you know, I think it, parts of it could have been, but I think it just wouldn't have been as good of a game.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree. So much of this game, so much of what made this game enjoyable was working through the various environments and situations with you.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I'm, I'm so glad that this game was made, that this game was made the way that it was. I don't, you know, for a podcast called Story Players, it's not the greatest story we've ever played. It's not the most meaningful story we've <laughs> no, ever no. played. But man, was this a fun experience. And it was so different from everything else that's available right now. I'm I'm just so happy that Hayes Light was able to make this game, that EA signed on to publish this game, and I want a whole lot more like this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, like I said earlier, it feels like an evolution on Telltale, that sort of modern adventure game. Mm-hmm. And Telltale's done a great job of doing the single-player stuff. And it's, it's, it's awesome to see someone attempt a multiplayer version of that. Yeah. And I I can see what some people would be upset like okay this game is more limited in the sense that I can't play it by myself. But you can't just shoehorn in a different mode. It becomes something different, mm-hmm. right? Right. You know, I see that a lot with people complain about a certain game not being able not being a good fit for them. Maybe it's online only or maybe it's local only. And mm-hmm. like, well who has friends anymore that you can just sit on the couch with? All my friends are away, different towns. Right, and I need to play online, and that's and that makes sense, but th- that just means that this game isn't for you, and that's mm-hmm. okay, yeah, not every game needs to be for everybody, mm-hmm. and so if you've got a buddy, someone to play with this is this is a great game, and it's if you only play single player games and you have no one to play with, well, you know you're just gonna you might miss out on this particular experience and th- yeah. and that's and that's too bad, but if 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 they tried to make it work for everybody, it wouldn't be as good as it is,
0: yep, yeah. I, I completely agree.
1: Well, that wraps up our discussion of a way out. Thanks for checking us out and thank you so much to Hazelight studios for this just awesome experience.
0: Yeah. Huge, huge. Thank you to Hazelight for making this it. I mean, it's, it's been a while since I've had this much fun playing one game for a few hours. It, it, this was great. Keep doing things like this. Hazelight. Well, we want to know what you all thought about this game and, and what Hayes Light Studios did with A Way Out. You can send us your thoughts and feedback in a lot of different ways. You can head on over to our website, thedigitalmediazone.com, and leave a comment on the show notes. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash VGStoryPlayers, or follow us on Twitter at VGStoryPlayers. If you like what you've heard, then make sure you subscribe. If this is your first time listening to Story Players, then Subscribe to the podcast over in Apple Podcast or Pocket Cast or TuneIn or, you know, all of the other places where you can find a podcast. You ought to be able to find story players and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you like what you've heard, then you could do us a a little favor and head on over to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and a review. It helps us out. It helps more people find us. And we would really appreciate it if you would do that. But this has been another episode of Story Players. Thanks for listening. I'm Josh Pollard. I'm Joe D'Estasio. Adios. See ya.
2: <laughs>
0: studio Players is filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> of one. <line. Off> <laughs> <Off line. laughs>
2: Where's our laugh track? Of one snarky wife.